Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. It's another edition of the ML Sports Platter on the Believe Podcast Network. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by our great friends at Burn Dairy, Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Stanley Law Offices and Elevate Fitness Syracuse. Go ahead and get your membership today. They've got the awesome amenities, uh, all the weights, all the machines, the swimming pool, the hot tub, classes, you name it. They've got it. Elevate Fitness Syracuse if you're in and around Central New York. Two great locations in DeWitt and in Liverpool. Elevate Fitness Syracuse on social media. Go check them out for more information there. All right, let's talk some Bay Area sports with none other than my good pal Joe Castellano. He is the host of the Sports Virus, which is a part of the Believe Network. We'll get into the Believe Network and uh, Joe and, and and how it all kind of came together with that as well. We'll talk Buster Posey's uh, Hall of Fame candidacy, the 49ers, kind of back in it a little bit, the future of Jimmy G. Probably touch on a little bit on the Steph Curry situation as well as he is just ripping it up uh, as we record this, I think, 37 against the Nets last night. I don't watch the NBA. I I've already told everybody a million reasons why, but I watch Steph Curry highlights. <laughs> I watch, um, you know, a little bit of the playoffs here and there if I can get into it, but I just can't stomach so much of what, what, what the league's about. But we'll touch on some Steph as well. Joe Castellano. What's up, buddy? Welcome back. Hey, great. Uh, welcome to the Believe Podcast Network family. Yeah, hey, listen, I appreciate that, and thank you for all of your help. Uh, you made it happen, man, and... Uh, I'm just thrilled to be on a new host platform with a great team, uh, and that's actually a, a good start for us here, Joe. What, what is it before we you know, break down some Buster Posey Hall of Fame candidacy topics and, and, and Steph Curry and the 49ers and their recent huge win? Um, what would you tell my listeners about the network? What are some things that they need to know, some shows, some of the hosts, you know, your experience with the Believe Network? started out as just a Los Angeles team thing, and then it became you know teams all around the country, and that's how I joined them, uh, doing the Giants, 49ers, and Warriors podcast. Now, the Giants podcast was the one that was on there. The other two were not on the Believe Podcast Network, but they've started to branch out to doing not just team podcasts, and that's where we come in because mine has now changed to an all-sports format, just like what you're doing. And uh, here we are on the Believe Podcast Network. So they're really branching out. I think they've got a lot of great shows, former players. I know I, I listen to the uh, 49ers podcast that they have with Eric Davis, uh, the former Niners cornerback. Uh, so it's pretty cool to hear all the different perspectives that are out there. Podcasts have just blown up, I think, in the last you know five years or so, and they're at the forefront. All right, let's get into the Buster Posey stuff. Why is he a Hall of Famer? I know you believe he is a Hall of Famer. Why is he a Hall of Famer? I just think that he was one of the best catchers of his era, if not the best catcher, both offensively and defensively. I mean, every year, basically, it was Posey and Yadier Molina as the two best defensive catchers, and Molina won the bulk of those uh, you know, gold glove 
awards. Uh, but Posey was right there as far as defense. And then on the offensive side, the guy's a career 300 hitter. And, yeah, he did have some off years there where his numbers tailed off, especially the power numbers, the RBI numbers. But I think he kind of made up for it in his final year. Uh, the only reason why you wouldn't vote him in is that he didn't play long enough or he didn't combine enough numbers. But you just look at the period of time that he was on the field, and you look at the fact that he, you know, he won the Rookie of the Year, he won the MVP, won a batting title, he helped the Giants win three World Series titles. He was a, an integral part of it, and he ran that pitching staff. I just don't see how you don't put him in if you're not looking at you know all of the overall numbers. Just look at what he did as far as the accomplishment of the team and what he meant to the team in that short period of time, and, and the other catchers. In Major League Baseball, I mean, he's up there the entire time that he was playing. So the Giants, uh, obviously, in 2021, I thought that they were the surprise story uh, and are, well, probably a top three five to five overall story behind, you know, Shohei Otani and some of the other things going on. They were right there. Um, what does this roster now look like? You know, free agents, uh, restricted or unrestricted uh, what, what what do things look like heading into if we have baseball in 2022? Uh, are they going to go out and spend some money? Posey's gone. What's the infield shaping up like? A lot of those veterans maybe are near in the back nine. What do we have here with this roster moving forward, Joe? Well, yeah, the Posey hole is a big one because they really don't have anybody to replace them that's ready. I mean, they're maybe going to look at some of the young catchers like a Joey Bart, who was a top pick, a couple of three years ago and uh, you know so maybe he'll get a chance but i think they may have to go out and get a, a free agent catcher uh the rest of the infield as you mentioned it you have brandon crawford who just signed a new contract so he's going to be there for a few more years evan longoria still is under contract he really struggled at the end of last season so i'm not sure what happens there i think a lot of it is dependent upon if they get chris bryant which you know kind of still seems like a long shot to me that they would beat out all these other teams to get him and spend that kind of money, but I know that he definitely has an affection for San Francisco. He loved playing for the Giants at the end of the year. So if all things were equal, he might lean towards the Giants, and then you know he could play third base and the outfield, and it really solves a lot of issues there. As far as the pitching staff is concerned, that's where it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, there were rumors out there that they might try to go get Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. I don't know how true that is, but they do have some holes in that rotation outside of having Logan Webb, who was just phenomenal at the end of the season and into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. After him, you've got free agents galore, and you got to figure out what you're doing. I mean, you're not going to have Johnny Cueto back anymore. Uh, you don't know about, you know, Kevin Gosman, Alex Wood. You have to figure out, out of those guys, uh, this piece of funny, which one of those guys are you going to bring back? Because they're all, uh, their contracts are up. Uh, and who do you go out in the free agent market and get? So that that's really where it starts is the, rotation and how that shapes up yeah no doubt joe castellano our guest the sports virus host of course bay area sports on twitter at the sports virus go get him a follow and uh, of course download and subscribe to the podcast all over the major platforms as it's a part of the believe podcast network mike lindsley here ml sports bladder brought to you by chick-fil-a of cicero and clay and our great friends over at stanley law offices i'm just gonna say a name i'm gonna let you go steph curry he is must-see TV. That's what I think every time I watch Steph Curry. Unbelievable. I don't want to miss any possessions yeah. when he's playing. Uh, when he's out of the game, maybe I could go grab a bite to eat or something like that. <laughs> no, I mean, the Warriors still are an exciting team. But, but Steph, he was always great. I mean, look, the guy was great from day one uh, when you watched him in college. 
at Davidson, uh, you know, even when he was a young player with the Warriors. But he's gotten better and better and better. He's stronger now. He's so smart. I mean, the only thing he does sometimes is he makes silly turnovers. But other than that, uh, the guy is just so exciting. Uh, he can put up 50 on you in a heartbeat. It just seems like it happens so quickly with the three-point shots that he can hit. For all, all different kinds of angles, the way he moves without the ball, the way he gets his teammates involved. Plus, he's a great guy. You yeah. know, he's not yeah. one of those guys that you would root against. I would think most people would like Steph Curry. I mean, I know there are detractors uh, because they, you know, they see him, you know, celebrating a little bit too much. They might think, but I just think he's the greatest. I, I have nothing but positive things to say about Curry. All right, let's wrap with a few on the 49ers. Um, tremendous, tremendous win against the Rams on Monday Night Football. I mean, a team that just went in, and I, I tell you, the Rams don't look right right now. I mean, they can't run the ball. They, they, they're they kind of soft. They are. They're, they're, they're kind of a finesse team. Uh, they're a soft team. They've gotten punched in the mouth two weeks in a row, Titans and now the 49ers. Um, give me some strong takeaways here on that game, what you saw, and is this 49er team kind of back in the mix a little bit for a playoff spot, Joe? I think they are, but they're just so inconsistent. Right. I mean, it's, no, it's true. It's funny. I mean, they were so bad against the Cardinals the week before. They couldn't tackle. They made mistakes. You know, they, they had a couple of fumbles. Those kind of mistakes just cost you games. I think with Kittle back in there, because he was hurt a little bit earlier in the year, when you have Kittle and Debo Samuel together on the field, that makes the offense potent. They're not going to be guys that run, you know, 40-yard routes, but when they catch the ball, they, they get the yards after the catch. I mean, and they just punish people. And this Elijah Mitchell has been a really nice find at running back. He wasn't a high draft pick. He was a sixth-round draft pick. But he, he's finding the holes. I thought they would miss having uh, Raheem Mostert too much to even be able to have a great running game. But I was wrong because I think Mitchell has filled that hole. I still think they miss having Mostert a little bit because he just, he hit the hole so fast, and he is so strong, and I love watching him. But I think uh, the running game is pretty good. But defensively, they just have to make sure they can tackle better than they did in that Arizona game more consistently. You know, they get the pass rush with Bosa, but they've had a lot of injuries on the defensive side, I think they'd miss a guy like Dre Greenlaw, mm. who was a linebacker that would make a lot of those tackles. And, you know, the secondary's a little suspect. So, can they make the playoffs? Yes. Is it a lock? No. The schedule definitely gets a lot easier. Uh, however, even though you think it's easy to go play Jacksonville, you just played on Monday night, you're traveling across the country to play a Jacksonville team that did beat the Bills. So, you're going, okay, wait a minute. You know, and Trevor Lawrence can be good at times. So nothing is easy in the league, and I wouldn't say that you know it's a surprise either way if they make the playoffs or don't. See, we were having a great time, a great conversation, and you had to <laughs> you had to go down that freaking road, man. You know, damn it, Joe. I thought we were friends. Um, the the Forty Niners, though, I, I'll tell you, um, when I watch them, you're so right. The word is absolutely inconsistency. Is it with Kyle Shanahan? How much of the inconsistent nature has to do with him? Because, look, he was a tremendous offensive coordinator. We know that with uh, Atlanta until they obviously didn't run the ball in the Super Bowl. Um, and obviously Dan Quinn is gone for that reason too. But, like, Kyle Shanahan seems like he's kind of an erratic head coach. I don't doubt that he's smart. I don't doubt he's an offensive wizard. But as far as a head coach goes, he seems to be kind of inconsistent in his game management and decisions. Can you blame him for this? Well, I, I think it's 
a weakness that he's not as much of a defensive coach as some of the other head coaches in the league. I think you have to be an overall head coach. Right. And he's so uh, removed from the defense. And I think when you have a new defensive coordinator in D'Amico Ryan, I think that made things a little difficult for that defense. I don't think they scheme up as much as they did under Robert Sala. Now, I know Sala's having a tough time as the head coach for the Jets, but he was a great defensive coordinator with the 49ers. I really think they miss him, so I think Shanahan misses him. As far as his play calls, I still think he's really creative. One thing I'll say, Mike, though, I, I still don't understand drafting Trey Lance. I don't get it. I think Jimmy G is a really good quarterback. I think they got really uh, anxious because of the injuries that he's had. But instead of trusting in Jimmy G and go, go get a veteran that could be a backup, they give up draft picks to get Trey Lance. And I don't know if he's going to be good. Maybe he'll be good. But right now you've got Jimmy G and you got Lance just sitting there doing nothing and you give up first-round draft picks. Right now, to me, it doesn't make sense. Maybe I'm wrong in the future, but I like Jimmy G. I think he's a, he's a winner. He's a gamer. He's made some mistakes here and there, but uh, I think he can get it done. I really do. I, I don't think that he's Tom Brady, but I think he can take you to the playoffs. So we'll see, but I think they wasted draft picks in trying to draft uh, Trey Lance. You know, it's incredible, isn't it, with the coordinator situation when when a, a, a hot commodity comes up, offensive or defensive, and it's, you know, he's going to get a lot of calls. He's going to be a head coach in the future. Like, you hear that all the time with guys. You're hearing it with Brian Dable. You hear it with Eric Bieniemy. You heard it with Shanahan. You heard it with Salah. You know, you could argue in the NFL – once you cut through all the BS and you cut through the most important position in sports as the quarterback and culture and all this other, you could almost make the argument that the number one most difficult thing to do is hire a head coach who's a coordinator because, Joe, you just don't know if they can handle that CEO position. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot involved in it. And you know, it's hard. You, you don't want to judge somebody right away either because think about it. When, when you had Bill Walsh at the beginning, the 49ers were god-awful. Yeah. And then he turns them into a powerhouse. So you, you can't judge a coach based on his first couple of years. you got to give him a few years to establish it. And, yeah, I mean, it, it's not always going to work out great if a guy's a great coordinator. But, look, Bill Belichick was a terrific defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and he became one of the best head coaches of all time. So, you know, you, you don't know how anything is going to work. It just depends on the individual. All right, uh, final thing on, uh, on the Niners. Um, what what is the we talked about the consistency they're consistently inconsistent we talked about that obviously earlier but if you had to kind of look at a couple of key players Garoppolo obviously at the top of the list but some key guys to make this thing happen you know the rest of the way here in the NFL trying to get into the postseason like these games are on who you know what 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 players have to really rise if they're going to make the postseason. Okay, I would say that a lot of it just depends on health. I think if Kittle stays healthy, Mm. he's such a key, such a go-to guy on third down. Same thing with Debo Samuel. Those guys stay healthy, that's going to be huge for the 49ers. Plus, they've had times where they didn't have any running backs because they were unhealthy. So they're going to really need uh, Mitchell to stay healthy. And he already had a fracture of his finger. I think he's going to play with it this weekend. So those are some of the offensive guys on the defensive side. Got to have Bosa healthy. Got to get somebody back out of some of those injured players. I mean, in the secondary, you know, when you have guys like Ward and Tart that are out, that hurts because they have experience. And uh, it seems like they're hurting in the secondary as far as the experienced players. The guy who really has to step up, if you want to talk about stepping up, is Josh Norman because he has the mm-hmm. experience, 
but he hasn't played well. I mean, he's been beaten and, and looked pretty bad at times. If they're going to stick with him, uh, he's got to step it up if the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. Well, they are four and five, nine games in with eight left to play. Uh, it used to be just easy to say 16-game schedule, but I, I I don't know if I'll ever get used to the 17-gamer. And let's be honest, right down the line, we're going to be talking about an 18-game schedule because the NFL just can't stop adding stuff to their to their platform. Joe Castellano does an unbelievable job, covers Bay Area sports, the Niners, Warriors, Giants. It's the Sports Virus Podcast at the Sports Virus underneath the umbrella of the Believe Podcast Network, like this show, the ML Sports Platter. Joe, always love having you on, man. Thank you. Thanks, Mike, and congrats on uh, joining the podcast network. Believe, uh, really appreciate it. ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at Liverpool Physical Therapy. Sit means sit Syracuse and Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Make sure you go to bryantstratton.edu. Two and four-year degrees are available right now. They've got a great new nursing program and a heck of a lot more at Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse. Again, bryantstratton.edu and their athletic website, bscbobcats.com. That's bscbobcats.com. I had the unbelievable pleasure earlier this week on Wednesday to go to Bryant and Stratton College um, and celebrate with them uh, in terms of some media coverage and and interviewing uh, Alex Grigorita, the women's head soccer coach, and Nick Dmitrievsky, the terrific athletic director and head coach for the men's team. Uh, their championship day, their championship celebration. Both teams, both soccer teams, won national championships. It's an incredible accomplishment. History was made. Uh, the men won win their second straight championship, and uh, now they get the women to join them. It was awesome. Trophy presentations. Uh, they had a slew of terrific guests there. The coaches spoke. The captains spoke. They cut the cake. All the players uh, were highlighted on a video. It was terrific, terrific stuff. So congratulations to both the Bobcats women's soccer team and Bobcats men's soccer team of Syracuse. And again, you can check out bscbobcats.com. Uh, the, the the schedule, the season, how it went, you know, uh, big wins along the way, and uh, the championship tilts as well. I had a chance to catch up with both the head coaches after the big celebration. Again, Nick Dmitrievsky from the men's team and, of course, Alex Grigorita from the women's team. Here are those interviews. Here at the uh, Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse Women's and Men's Soccer Championship Celebrations, the women's head man is with me, Alex Grigorita, and I could just hear your voice. You were so captivated and so uh, excited. It all comes down to a, a celebration like this. It must have been just amazing what was going through your mind and body you know believe it or not actually when i remember and i thought back when we talked to you you know at the beginning of the season you asked those those questions you know like and it's like it's so early so early and you kept kept asking you kept asking you know tell me more tell me more at some point it was like mike we, we will talk later you know and now i'm so happy that we can talk and we can actually talk about national champions 2021 for the first time in the history you know and i gotta give credit to these ladies you know they they work so hard and they went way out of their comfort zone to to make it happen you know and they they well deserve it you know as well as their parents we have kids from all over the world and without those family support you know that that wouldn't be possible you know so i'm really happy Coach Nick and you obviously work side by side in so many different ways here at the school. What have you learned from him? What do you think he's learned from you during this campaign where you both end up on top? 
in, you know, we spend hours, hours in his office just talking about it. And it doesn't have to be soccer. It, it's just everything. It's experience. How do you build a team? How do you stay focused off the field? How you build that chemistry, you know, and his experience, his experience being a national champion, it's, it's definitely priceless for me. You know, having a mentor right next to me, you know, who is always ready to guide in a positive manner means a lot to me. You know, that's for sure. You know, and for me, I think I think I keep... Uh, keep pushing him you know because he's definitely you know wants to be right there on top and lead the way for us you know so i think he's definitely you know i give him a little bit extra motivation you know and a little bit that uh, excitement every single day final question for you um would you mind highlighting some of your players maybe some big moments the moment you maybe felt like this group was coming together to win a national championship? You know, I would highlight actually two high moments or important moments this season. You know, one was uh, when we lost due to an injury, one of our top midfielders, Sasako Idu, you know, unfortunately she had a turn ACL and she had to go through surgery. But that did something for our team, you know, like the goals stepped up. Every single one of them stepped up and played for herself and for Asako, you know, that was huge. Another one was, believe it or not, a loss that we lost a game that we would never ever lose, you know, and I said, if you make the right uh, conclusion, you know, and the right uh, ideas will come, you know, we will we will definitely win the national title and that's what happened, you know. So. Alex, congrats, really. Uh, it's been awesome working with you and uh, you know what you have to do now, you just have to repeat, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for your support. Thank All you, Mike. Right. Nick Dmitrievsky, here we are again. National champs. Uh, you guys repeat. The women win their first. What an, what an event, what a ceremony, what a year. Um, what was going through kind of your, you know, head head and soul and body up, up there while you were speaking to the group? Yeah, you know, uh, the keys to the winning the championship, I said, was focus, experience, and being in the moment. And, you know, anything can happen in pool play. And we went through the first game pretty handily, 6-1, I think. And then the second game was a little bit of a struggle, but we did prevail 2-0. And the national championship was just a heavyweight fight. But I just really focused, told my players to focus, you know, and um, it's going to come down to one error. And it was just a heavyweight fight back and forth. And then the last minute of the game, um, we got a penalty shot and we didn't convert. But, you know, um, we got together and prevailed in the penalty shot overtime. Our goalkeeper is the top goalkeeper in the country. I foresee him playing Major League Soccer. He made three penalty shot saves. And then we converted and Luca Natale uh, converted the last shot to win the national championship. Um, and again, it came on experience, being in the moment, and converting um, on that play that made the difference, that one shining moment. I've always been amazed at soccer goalies who can even make one save because you're literally trying to read it. It's it's hand-eye coordination, guessing the right way. It's it's an amazing, amazing spectacle to watch in, in sports. Um, comment a little bit on some of the highlights and, and even what I just said about, you know, the, the goalkeeping and how that has really been a cornerstone for your program. Right. Bubakar Sisi is the under-23 national team goalkeeper for Gambia. And I saw something with him. When we played the second game against Paul Quinn, they had a breakaway in the very first minute of the game, and they shot it. You know, he's probably 6'4". I swear he got to be 6'7". Something happened that he just went out of his body, and that happened in the championship. He just played in the zone. He was bigger, quicker, faster. He had the will to win. 
and boy when you see it in front of your eyes it's so magical um and that's how we 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 were so i'm so happy for him and the team final thing i have for you is obviously this is a group that is global i mean they're from everywhere in the country your captain spoke to it i mean he has friendships now from you know with people from africa and europe and south and north america i mean it, it covers the globe bryant stratton college how much of an impact do you think today is going to have on this program moving forward globally oh well it's so exciting you know we've well, since we entered the uscaa We've had an amazing success, 15, 16, 17, 18 national champion runners-up, and then we won the national championship in 2019. So getting players from all over the world is so exciting. Coach Nick Dmitrievsky of the Bryant Stratton College men's soccer team, head coach, of course, and Alex Grigorita uh, with the women's team. Congratulations to both teams, the players, the coaches, the school, the administration. Uh, it's really, really a special time to be a Bobcat, and I'm so thankful and grateful that Bryant Stratton College of Syracuse is the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Go ahead and be a Bobcat today. Visit bscbobcats.com and bryantstratton.edu for every and in life. Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, James Street, and location Route 57 in Liverpool as well. Bryant and Stratton College of Syracuse, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Thank you for listening to the Platter here on the Believe Podcast Network. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and you can also find the Believe Podcast Network on Twitter uh, as well. Just follow them at, at Believe Podcast. That's at Believe Podcast, and uh, you can get ML Sports Platter on Facebook and on Instagram, and check out all my ML Sports Take videos and more on the TikTok channel and IGTV, Instagram, etc., uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, YouTube, you name it all over the board here, uh, covering all walks of life in the world of sports. Thanks to Joe Castellano. Thanks to Alex Grigorita. Thanks to Nick Dmitrievsky. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.